Welcome to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast, the podcast that guides those looking for a home that expresses their unique lifestyle to release creative DNA into their project and have it completed while keeping the artistic vision alive. Now, here's your architect creative, J.D. Carling. If you're from Florida, you probably know what the word design means or what it's related to, but you may not know what it means. And today we're talking about words. So we'll come back to design in a little bit. It's the name of the house by the Ringling Museum down in Sarasota, Florida. And today we're going to open up the idea of words, and that is going to help you with understanding the architectural DNA, which is your dreams, nature, and effects, and describing how you want that to be constructed, how you want your architect to come up with that space for you. Words are so important. If we just stick with pictures, if we just go with Pinterest and the pictures you see on Instagram or walkthroughs that you see of luxury real estate on TikTok, you'll always be in the zone of emulation. You'll have the picture, you want to emulate the picture. But that's not who you are. You are a creative person. You're wanting to create your own home. You're wanting to create your own architecture. And I want to let you in on the secrets of how you can do this. So when you go to architecture school, and everyone who does a custom house goes a little bit to architecture school, or I would even say a lot of bit, because you're actually going through the entire process. And I remember one of the first things that they have you do in some schools is draw your idea of a house. Then your first assignment is to cut it up and do different things with it. And they give you a list of terms. And every class has different terms. There's no right terms. There's no wrong terms. But there are a lot of them that are repeated. And If you really want to get into this, the current, I would say, for the past 40 or so years book is the Francis Ching uh, Form, Space, and Order book, which talks about architecture, and it's not referring to style. It's not referring to terms you would normally see associated with a real estate listing or a description online or in a magazine for the most part. And when you're in school... They make you go learn all these crazy terms like datum and axis. Then it's quickly when you go into the career world of architecture, you are asked to change it. They won't even let us say the word room in school or kitchen. It has to be the idea, the word, the gathering or the restoration space which could be a bedroom because it it leads you to the quality the ideas of what those things are and as architects we want to do you a service and introduce those words to you as we work through your project we know if you're someone who's doing a custom home that intellect is there your mind is there you want to understand things and so if you begin to embrace the ideas of space on an axis. Everyone knows what an axis is or space that folds into each other. You obviously know what a fold is, but space folding into each other, what does that mean? You may be thinking about intersecting space, stacking space, expanding space, sublime space. What do those entail? Implicit space, explicit space. And 
if you can begin to abstract, it will actually give you a more specific and concrete definition to what you're feeling and what you're wanting. So I'm just, I wrote down a, a couple things that I think get convoluted nowadays. If you say terms like modern, clean, contemporary, artful, open plan, warm, blending the interior and exterior. One, those words are used so much that they can mean so many things to different people that it almost can just mean trend or it can mean what I want now. I just got out of a meeting with someone who contacted us with a project and they said they liked a modern blank style. And I was starting to prod them. What about that is modern to you? What about that is clean to you? Because to me, it means one thing. To them, it can mean another. And, you know, they said like clean Mexican is what they, they told me. And, you know, I've been to Tulum. If you go to Tulum right now, what is clean in Mexico right now in clean lines may not be what you're thinking or what you've seen in a book or what you see on Instagram. It's a very specific thing that's going on there right now that they would describe as clean. So you have to understand what you're actually wanting. And I think it's a better step I propose than to say, I like this picture or, you know, I want this wood. That you step back and think about the quality of the space with these terms to get you there. You figure out the order of the space. You figure out form. What do you want that to be created by? Is it folded? Is it more like origami? Is it planar? Is it super flat? Is it something that's voluminous? Are there different scales of the proportions change between spaces to connect you and move you to other spaces? Then you can begin to layer back in the specific ideas of like the door handle or wood or concrete or something like that. And uh, just speaking about concrete, that's a, a good example. When people say warm, every single person, I have yet to have a person call me and say, I want a cold, austere space. Like I may like the idea for me being in snow or cold is like the best feeling. I feel so happy and warm, like when there's like white powdered snow outside. And additionally, usually when people come and say warm, they mean wood. They'll want like dark wood, raw wood. That's what the word warm is almost synonymous with wood. Now, for me, I feel warmth with concrete. I like the fact that it has a natural feel to it, that Every time you pour concrete, there's always these imperfections in it, which is handmade. Even the best concrete person, it's still going to look handmade. That's so warm to me. In certain places, they intentionally, like in, in a dry southwest climate in the U.S., you might use a solid concrete wall to control the heat. It actually has to deal with cooling and warming the house, um, absorbing heat throughout the day. We were just in San Juan, Puerto Rico a week ago and it was nighttime and the fortress absorbs the stone excuse me the stone in the fortress is like i don't know it's like 15 feet thick or something crazy and it absorbs heat all day but it was actually cool outside and as we we're walking along the base of the castle there was warmth coming off of it so now when i think of that natural stone and 
San Juan, I remember it, my right side of my body, I was being a foot away from the wall, warm, and there's a cool breeze at night walking with my wife on the other side and just feeling that contrast. And so warmth immediately needs a description. So I, if you say to me, I want a warm modern house with an open plan, all of those things are generic. Now, it's inescapable. You kind of have to do it. You got to go ahead and get that out. But you could also say, I want nestled folds on axis with the sunrise and sunset. Then you could say nestled concrete folds on axis with the sunrise and sunset. What you want to have in your statement is verbs and adjectives working together to create the space. So like folding space, elevating space. If you say open plan, that's an adjective, but how is it open? Is there planes traversing a threshold, right? That would make things seem open. Whenever people do the, you know, these folding doors now, where they want interior and exterior to be connected, how are they connected? Are there two things inside and outside that mirror each other that are opposites that pull the space together in between when you open that up? Or is it simply just a free-for-all, it's open. How implicit and explicit do you want that connection to be? That's what's going to make it specific to you. Just saying open plan doesn't describe that quality other than just door goes away. Is it reaching, right? Is it a gathering? Like uh, one one amazing example of this is the arms of St. Peter. Now, if you've ever been to St. Peter's Basilica, I think it fits... There's, there's the Michelangelo Cathedral, right? And there's the arms, and I can't remember the architect who did the arms, which I'm going to kick myself, but there's kind of like a, a round shape of these two colonnades that come out so that they can do a mass. I believe they even do like mass weddings outside because all the people that come to worship God do not fit in the building proper. So they created these arms that reach out. So that's reaching and gathering the space. And so that immediately puts in my mind, if I say reaching and gathering, I do see like that rounded motion or feeling, and it's all pulling back toward the entrance of the church. If you look at it and you realize this, you'll never see it in a different way. And like that whole message is like pulling people into relationship with God, accepting people, bringing them into the fold is a really beautiful thing. So if you think of it that way, then architectural elements begin to emerge that create reaching. So if you have a yard or a pool that you want to pull in, I don't see it as much now, but a lot of pools, like in the late 70s, early 80s, you would see part of the pool inside the house. And I really liked that traversing the threshold. And there's even some that I've seen where you can swim under from the inside pool, like there is a wall, but there's like little tunnel to the outside for part of the pool. And so there's different things that's submersive. You go under and out to traverse the threshold between the space. And I believe this is setting you up to be inquisitive and curious about words that you know. I'm sure you know what fold is. You know the idea of a spine, like a spine on a book when you open it. That's what organizes the pages together. Is your space organized along a spine and what is the quality of that spine is it is it smooth is it stepped does it create a rhythm between the spaces or organizing the spaces along it is it a meandering spine that has 
different spaces along it. So getting back to Kadazan, all of these ideas about words are going to lead you ultimately to what I think of as like naming your space. And so giving the home a name. And Kadazan is like, it catches your ear because in our culture, in the US, it's not a, a common word. I thought it was going to be something that was related to the Basque region, but it's actually, and if I looked at the architectural style of the building, I probably would have figured this out, but it's related to Casa de Giovanni, which the owner of the Ringling Museum, I believe his name was uh, John Ringling. There may have been more than one, but that was because it's the Ringling Brothers, I think. <laughs> but in the Venetian dialect, Casa de Giovanni would be brought or like contracted down to Ca Dizan, which like House of John. And he loved Venice. He loved the Veneto region architecture. And so that's what he wanted to communicate in the way that he spoke about his house. I have another client and their house, we called it Baha'i Betty. So they lived on Betty Street, but they're Filipino and the details and textures in the home were related to the new way they wanted to interpret the traditional Baha'i Kubo or like traditional Filipino home into their home here. And I feel like that's like an unmistakable thing. Like Baha'i is not a word from Orlando, but Betty Street is an Orlando street. And that term came with them because their family immigrated a generation ago and they're keeping that alive. And so just those two words are very powerful. And that's what all this will happen. You, you'll go through taking your general term. Then you'll think in more specifically, okay, what do I mean by open plan? What do I mean about blending interior and exterior? Well, I want to have origami-like spaces that fold into each other in different ways and creating movement and texture of light through the different folds and angles that it intersects with the sky. So it will you'll get like this beautiful sentence or phrase about your home. And then the more you understand the narrative behind it and the story behind your home, then it will get distilled down and you should be able to state it again in three words. But instead of like warm modern house, you'll get down to Baha'i Betty or Ka Dazan. And so it'll, it will come full circle, but then it's full of the meaning, it's full of the richness of your story. And that is a goal that your architect will have for you. That's the goal that you should have for yourself is if you are deciding that the custom home journey, the custom architectural project journey is right for you, that's what you want to be able to do is leave your mark. <laughs> I just thought of something really funny, but maybe this will stick in your head. So, oh my gosh, my wife's going to kill me. Okay. So, wedges in um, <clears throat> Spanish is like mark and Cheetos has the paw and the the paw cheeto chips that you can get and there was a commercial that was always on my youtube i always get spanish commercials because i listen to a lot of um, spanish music and stuff and um it was like deja tu wages with cheetos and i just kept seeing when we first moved into our house there's this kid that my, my my friend's kid was there and it was like their first time going on stairs and so their hand was covered in Cheetos and they were leaving marks, little tiny, cute little kid hand marks on the stairs of Cheetos. And I, whenever I heard Deja Tu Wages, I remember seeing that little kid's hands on my wall. 
And it's it's stuck in my head. And whenever we talk about when we moved into our home, we remember that event because we had perfect, smooth white walls. And there's the little Cheeto prints going up there. And I love stuff like that. But I I just hold that in your mind. I hope that you will remember. Deja tu wages with your house. Leave your mark. Make your ka design. Make your Baha'i Betty. Embrace words that you've never thought of before. Adjectives and verbs. Maybe you'll begin to love the idea of spine or rhythm or filtered. Maybe you want your spaces to be filtered between each other. Or you want a sublime feeling when you approach your home and you approach the the private spaces of your home. It's all fun. It's all joy figuring these things out. Uh, when you work with your architect, I think of myself, I see myself, I call myself an artist. I, I do this as an art. And that's what you are a part of as well when you do this home. And even that word is abstract. You know, you could debate forever what the word art means. But what I mean by it is telling your story, telling who you are through space, through form, and through order. We'll see you next time on the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm J.D. Carling, your architect. See you next time. Thank you for listening to the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast. If you are ready to start your journey of a lifetime designing and building a custom home or project, sign up for a free consultation at ca-rd.com today. We look forward to the journey together and making something unique for you and your family. If you have any topics you want to discuss or questions about your custom home design for future episodes, send us a message via our website, ca-rd.com. And again, join us next time for another episode of the Card Custom Home and Architecture Podcast.